the start of the NHL season is fast approaching, and we can expect someone to have a breakout year. I preview three players who could have big seasons on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. I am your host, Carl Pavlock. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. You could be watching me right now. Uh, just going to be me uh, for today's episode. Robin is unfortunately still dealing with some issues and work. And I just wanted to finish out the month by talking about three players, three younger players who we could expect to have breakout years. Um, just, you know, if you're interested, uh, I was thinking about this because we are getting ready to do our 25 under 25 at five for howling where I'm the managing editor. Uh, I've brought it up before uh, every year. We look at the team's, you know, best players under the age of 25. We look at the top 25, uh, something that goes across all the SB Nation sites, if you are unaware. But that really just got me thinking about the younger players. And the Coyotes have so many younger players. And, you know, we could expect them to to hopefully make that impact this year. Uh, something that Robin and I talked a lot, uh, a lot about um, during the season was the Coyotes are a perfect team if you are looking to, like, prove something and we definitely saw that i think we got career years out of you know travis boyd uh liam o'brien shane gostaspare clayton keller nick schmaltz like all these guys really stepped up and they're like look we know the coyotes are bad but you know you're you get your opportunity you gotta be able to grab it and the coyotes are just a perfect team for that and they have a couple of younger players who i think could really step up and, and do that. I just kind of want to go over some of them. Quick profile. Uh, fortunately, you can't get too much back and forth going, but I want to give you a good idea of who these players are, why I'm excited for them, and kind of what they could hopefully do. Uh, I don't know if any of them are going to be you know superstars by the end of the year, but I think these are the guys to watch if you want someone to kind of be ready to, like, look to make that next step um so yeah let's get started uh originally i was going to go with michael carcone for this one but we have already talked about michael carcone um we had a whole episode profiling him so i wanted to go with someone different and the person i think probably has the best chance of being like a call up from the Roadrunners and just dominating is Matias Michelli. Uh, he is definitely one of the Coyotes' top prospects. Uh, I think he's on most people's radar. Uh, drafted by the Coyotes in the 2019 NHL entry draft, fourth round, 98th overall. Uh, Michelli is from Finland. Uh, Looking at his cat friendly, listed as 5'11", 165 pounds, 
So, you know, not necessarily a big bruiser, but, you know, not the player you expect to be doing a lot of checks. Um, Michelli is definitely a high-skilled player, one of the top roadrunners. Uh, he actually finished first in points um, with 14 goals, 43 assists in 47 games played. Gotta love a point per game plus player. How often have the Coyotes had one of those recently? I I can't really think of anyone. Uh, Maybe Ray Whitney. It's it's been a while. Um, I because I don't think uh was Keller. Either way, you could always use another one. Um, but Michelli, I think, is definitely a player who could do that. He's in the third year of his ELC, so definitely you know a good prove-it year. He did get some time with the Coyotes, 23 games played, had a goal and five assists. So definitely like a player who you would have seen uh, last season if you were watching. But I think he can take that next step hopefully and like actually start contributing some real numbers the coyotes forward group does not look great um and i do think that like you know it may be kind of set now but if someone gets injured if michelli is the first call up he could definitely be there who kind of steal it. uh i think we saw that last year uh with jj Mosier, like just kind of called up and you're like nope he, he's never going back down uh i'm not sure if he is uh gonna go back down uh, next season or not just because he wouldn't have to clear waivers but that's more of a contract thing but i do think that michelli could be that guy just kind of comes in impresses uh and i would like to see him get get some more goals uh you know scores Goals in his uh, first, you know, call up. That's pretty impressive, but he is one of those players where I think definitely could make that next step and be a you know a real strong piece for the Coyotes moving forward. Uh, but there's no real rush. Uh, I, I don't expect him to necessarily play on the first line uh, or anything. Uh, he is still definitely on the younger side. Uh, sorry, my computer's loading a bit he's only 21 he's got time so yeah just but you know definitely a candidate who could make that next step a breakout candidate uh i'm gonna go through the other two but first i do need to give a quick message and that's from our friends at betonline.net it's the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season you can find all the latest football league developments game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, hockey, and golf. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online where the game starts. Hey, everybody. Carl Pavlock with Locked On Coyotes. Like I said at the top, just going to be me for this one. Uh, But we are going over players who could have 
potential breakout seasons. Um, Matias Michelli, I think, is the player from the AHL who has the best chance of doing that. But I think the player who has the best chance of having a breakout season is an NHL guy, um, Connor Timmins. Connor Timmins was acquired, you know, from the Colorado Avalanche, part of that Darcy Kemper trade. And he was a very highly touted defensive prospect. Um, I, I didn't really know too much about him, but when the Coyotes acquired him, I looked into it, looked into kind of his history, uh, a player who has unfortunately been, you know, had his development hampered with injuries, but that doesn't mean that it slowed him down in any way. Uh, he did get some time with the avalanche the year prior. Um, and was was pretty good. Uh, 31 games played, seven assists. So, you know, not necessarily a game changer. Uh, he was a plus six, uh, if that does anything for you. It shouldn't, but it, yeah. Um, but when the Coyotes acquired him, he gets six games in and then horribly, like, injures his knee uh, in a very brutal hit. Uh, made all of the work back that uh, Dmitry Yashkin gets a similar situation, like not long, like very close, like just seeing two players like lose their season due to knee injuries was just rough. Uh, clean hits on both. I, there was nothing dirty involved, but Connor Timmons, I think he may have slipped everyone's mind just because, well, the Coyotes had a revolving door of defensemen last season. And there's still so many of them. Um, and, you know, looking at who the Coyotes have signed, uh, like Timmons is listed on IR still, but the Coyotes have eight defensemen on cap friendly. And that is, you know, like I said, Mosier may get sent down just because he, wouldn't have to clear waivers. Like, uh, I, I think Cam Janine probably gets sent down. But, like, when Timmons is ready to play, like, I, I think he can slot in and do some damage. Like, I, I would not hesitate to call him probably the Coyotes' potentially third best defenseman at this point. <sighs> Yeah, let's go with that. Um, I'm not necessarily sure. Like, like he could he could definitely bring something. Um, sorry, just looking at the Coyotes' blue line always kind of makes me sad and have to start negotiating the moves that are going to need to be made. Uh, it's ridiculous. The Coyotes have eight defensemen. We're not sure if Jacob Shukran's going to be traded. Uh but yeah, that's just a, a mini rant. When I don't have someone to, to bounce off of, sometimes I get ranty. Um, but yes, uh, Connor Timmons. We are, here we have a player who was looking good with Colorado, who seemed like he could be a key part of the Coyotes' blue line, gets immediately hurt, uh, gets overshadowed in the public mind. Like No one's really expecting too, too much from him. Um, at least that's the vibe I'm getting. But if he comes in and he earns his ice time and he's good, if he if he's that kind of player who who he was in that short stint in Colorado, like I think the Coyotes have a very good, very young player who they could 
partially shape their blue line around. Um, like him and Mosier could be a really key part. Um, I would like to see, you know, Timmons and Gassisbear. What does that look like? Uh, would he be a good fit for Jacob Chikrin? Uh, I think part of the problems with Chikrin last uh, season was he didn't really have that good fit. He played so well with Golagoski and just kind of losing him and you know, not really being able to find stride with anyone. Like That was unfortunate, but hey, maybe that's the – you know, thing to revitalize Jacob Chikrin. Who knows? Um, you know, and if Chikrin and Timmons are playing together, Timmons is going to benefit from that. Uh, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Like I said, the Coyotes blue line is a mess uh, and it just makes me want to play amateur GM, which which I, I, sh- I, I shouldn't spend too much time doing because uh, who knows what these, uh, what the actual roster moves are going to be. Uh, it, all really depends on how guys show up to training camp. But I think that's about all I can say for Timmons right now. Uh, Like I said, really excited, Uh, but he's just a big question mark. But I think, you know, that's what puts him as a breakout candidate. There's so many questions and he could potentially be the answer to some of them. Uh, But anyways, we are going to be moving on to the third player who I think could be a breakout candidate, a player who has been with the Coyotes organization for feels like a long time, uh, but definitely could be a good, solid time for him to take that next step. Uh, Yen Unique drafted in the 2018 NHL entry draft, third round, 65th overall. Yen Unique was definitely a player who I was always really excited to see because um, he, he had a lot of really good buzz around him. And when you're tracking prospects overseas, you don't necessarily get too much information. Uh, it's why when we were talking about you know the draft, we brought on people who actually spend time watching these games. Uh, I unfortunately was not getting a chance to watch a lot of Unique highlights, but he had a lot of good buzz. And then I finally got a chance to see him play at training camp. I was just like, Oh wow. This is like a completely different game than I would have thought. Like it was definitely a lot more physical. Like he uses his size and his weight really well. Like that's one of those things where I'm like, "Eh, it seems like it could be the case, but I, you don't know until you see it. And I have been just eagerly anticipating the breakout candidacy of Yan Unique. Um, I think he is the perfect type of player for Bill Armstrong. Uh, like he is, if you look at a lot of the players who Armstrong drafted, I think Unique fits right in with that mold. Like this isn't a player who, you know, we, we talk sometimes about GMs being like, eh, it's the last guy's prospects. I don't necessarily feel too much attachment to him. Uh, I think Unique is a, he's going to endear himself to, to Bill Armstrong uh, if he continues to play right, which he definitely was. By the end of the season, Yan Unique was with the Coyotes. I didn't think he looked too out of place. Um, he was coming off a very successful year with the Tucson Roadrunners. Uh, let me give you some stats. In 13 games with the Coyotes, he had two goals and an assist. 
and in 51 games with the Roadrunners, 17 goals, 30 assists for 47 points. Uh, he was second on the team behind Matias Michelli, uh, and an almost a point of game place. Uh, you know how much I love that point of game after I gushed about it with Michelli. Unique was almost there, uh, and I would love him to not be in contention for that because I think that he should spend the full season with Coyotes. Um, I, I don't want him to spend too much uh, AHL time, but I am not sure where he is going to start. Uh, he is listed on cat friendly under uh, the Roadrunners, which you know kind of makes sense. Uh, but there are still a lot of questions about the Coyotes' thirteen forwards, um, and who is going to be starting where. So yeah, um, but Unique is a player who I think could be like a really strong candidate. If you, you know, didn't notice him too much last season, which is understandable. He was, he was in kind of a limited role, uh, didn't score a lot. So if you're more of a casual person, didn't see too much of him. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year this one. I think he's going to hopefully take that next step offensively and, you know, show what he can do to generate points. Um, The two goals, Definitely, yeah, that's a that's a good start, uh, but I definitely want more. Um, and I think he is going to, to keep up the physical game. Um, and that is going to be key. Like, if you look at the the players that Bill Armstrong drafted, like, he, he is expecting a certain type. And, you know, if you're a player like Yan Unique, like, do you really want to make your job less secure for the new guy who was just drafted? Uh, we talk sometimes about, like, players not tanking, um, like GMs do. And, and that's one of the reasons. If you are a player on a team, you don't want them to get, like, a great guy who's going to take over your role, especially for a player like Unique, like someone who's, you know, on the bubble. He, you know, made a jump to the NHL, but there's no guarantee that he's going to spend the entire season there or even started the season there. But I do think that if he starts in the AHL, he gets called up. He is going to need to just have a big show and just be like, Hey, this is why you cannot send me down. I don't, I don't care what happens. Make plans around me being here, um, which I definitely think he can do. Uh, looking over his stats, it's fun. Uh, his two goals were in one game against the San Jose Sharks. Ah, uh, that's see. I wish Robin was here. I could, I can make fun of uh, her sharks love, uh, but that's you know a multi-goal game. That's pretty impressive. Now, just do that over an entire you know season. That was his second call up. Uh, he and well, actually his third, if you look at it, uh, first call up was November sixteenth. Lasted two games. Lasted one game. Uh, December twenty eighth, and then March twenty eighth. He's back against Edmonton. Finishes a minus one. Uh, only played nine minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, and then his next game, two goal game against the San Jose Sharks, 14 minutes and 19 seconds time on ice, 20 shifts compared to the previous 
or 14. So yeah, he, he definitely took that step like that second or that third time up in that second game, he showed like enough to keep be kept around for the remaining month. The thing he is going to need to do is do that in that first call up. Um, Cause he had that two game chance and you know, his first call up, he was limited to five minutes and 56 seconds and then four minutes and 44. So that is, does not, you know, suggest a good showing, but you know, that's why you got to keep doing it. Like if you're a player like unique, you're young, you can just keep going. You're going to have shots. And I, I think that, you know, if he gets a shot this year, he's going to take it. And I think it's going to be pretty good. Anyways, uh, that's going to be it for today's episode. A bit of a shorter one. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to highlight three players who I think could be good. Um, hope uh, this was something that you enjoyed. Uh, I do know, like I said, usually two people, one person can sometimes sound a bit rambling. Uh, so yeah, hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully these are players who are on your mind. Uh I I don't think I came in with any shockers, but you know if if you've been keeping track of these guys' development, uh, let let us know. Tweet us um, either me at Carl Pavlock FFH. You can tweet at Five for Howling, um, or tweet at the show at LO underscore Coyotes on Twitter. Um, also, like I said, I am going to be doing the twenty five under twenty five, so expect to see profiles of all three of these players. Uh, we're starting with the runners-up tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. So uh, it's going to be a while. They did not finish uh, in the low end. So you're going to have to wait a bit. Um, but, yeah, definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, and I do want to thank everyone for making Locked on Coyotes your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go out and check out the Ultimate Pro Football Review 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Locked On Podcast Networks, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Review 2022 on your Audacity app and YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Anyways, that's going to do it for me. Thank you all for listening. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.